Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Trimmer, founder of Free Speech Studios and host of the Free Speech Podcast. With me in the studio, I've got Danny. Danny, who are you? What's going on, guys? Danny on X, Dan Lissett underscore 93 on the gram, Dan Music with a K underscore 93. Shout out. It's been a while. Well, it's felt like it's been a while, dude, but man, we just had so much going on. It's been crazy, yeah, dude. Yeah, te it technically has only been like a week, but like it's been an incredibly news-packed and eventful week, and so like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, also with us again from Florida, we've got Frankie, intelligence analyst. Frankie, uh, what you got going on? Who are you? What's going on, guys? Hey, Frankie, USN 1987 over here on X Rumble and YouTube. And as always, here to provide an analytical view to some of the things happening in our country and our world. Well, thank you so much for being here, Frankie. Let's just uh, let's jump right into it. So as all the country knows already, um, about, what was it now, like a week ago when mm -hmm. we, I went to Eagle Pass, the yep. reason I went over there was because the governor of the state of Texas, Greg Abbott, uh, you know, we have a declaration of emergency at the border, and we have an illegal entry uh, point in Eagle Pass called at Shelby Park. And so that is the place where the federal government would cut Texas fences, they would open the gates, they would let people in and then, you know, by the thousands and then distribute them uh, all over the country, including the ones that we see in San Antonio at the American Replacement Center. And so uh, as soon as the story broke that the, that the governor of Texas had uh, had given those orders that the CBP was no longer allowed at the border, I just knew I had to witness this myself. Uh, and so... I mean, that very morning after the news broke at mm -hmm. night, I went and 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 essentially got into Shelby Park, yep. and I was able to spend a significant amount of time f about what? How much? Danny was with me, so yeah, yeah, how many yeah. hours were we there? We were there for a couple hours, two or uh, three hours, two or three least. hours at least. Um, it was it was it was fun, man. It it was cool. We. We learned a lot. That's for sure. We learned a yes. lot. Even from basic journalism, we learned a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a lot. So it was a good experience. I'm glad. Uh, shout out to uh, Croquette Queen for, for giving us that, uh, that that donation. And we use that to go out there. So shout out to her. And we really do appreciate that. Um, so that, that was great. And I'm glad we used it towards that. And we actually we actually produced a lot, man. I'm happy about that. Yeah, man. That, that's great. Yeah, we, we've been asking for support and donations at, at our uh, <laughs> fundraising page at, what is it? Give, send, go, Give, send, slash, go. border mm -hmm. security. Yep. Yep. And we are taking that money and deploying it to missions like what we did in Eagle Pass at Shelby Park. It costs money to travel. But anyway, let's move on. So when when the government, the governor of Texas gives this order, um, so there's chaos, right? Like this has never happened before where you have in the state of Texas, essentially in modern times, the federal government and the state government essentially at complete odds and... And essentially, like going against each other, and but, so. But was it at complete odds, or is, or is it, or is that what just made it look like they were at odds? But it was already pre-planned. What do you think? Man? Well, that's. Ex oh, I don't know if it was pre. I don't know if all of that was pre-planned. But what I do know is that they really weren't at odds, and that's what we discovered when we were there. And that is why it's so important that citizen journalists actually document. So I wanted to play a video for you all of what happened in in Shelby Park because the the narrative that was pushed by the state government I mean Greg Abbott outright said right, yep. right like CBP no longer allowed we've got this we're gonna arrest the people we're gonna try to deport them they're, they're no we're, they're no longer gonna be shipped to your cities and so what was very interesting is that when we were there we found out that that we actually witnessed right in front of us on camera yeah, yeah. That the illegals were coming into the border, the National Guard couldn't do anything about it, and then they were being handed over to Texas DPS, they were put on the van, and then they apparently were leaving. We didn't know when we went, because we went live with Real America's Voice um, at that time. Yeah, we were, yeah, we yeah. were reporting live on national TV from there, and anyway, it was just nuts to see that the state governor was saying something but the actions on the ground were not matching. And I wanted to, I actually, you know, guys, I actually want to find that video because this video that we have here is not actually showing the full story. This shows the National Guard at the border. That's what they wanted you to think. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, can you guys do a little bit of comment on kind of, or if you can just comment on 
what happened at the border, what you saw while I pulled the video? Uh, well, for the most part, um, I, I think when we were there, we felt safe. You know, we felt like everything was under control. Like I said, we were still under the depression. You know, everything is safe, secure. It, it was, it was. Um, I would say we. I thought we had this all under control. And um, for the most part of the time we were there, um, there was really no activity at all. Everybody was just pretty much just hanging out, making sure there was nothing going on. It, it pretty felt relaxed. It was there was really much until we kind of saw that small group coming in, and then we're like, okay, wait, what just happened? Right? Yeah, like, we yeah. Were like, we're okay. like, okay, let's see, let's see what happens. So I pulled, I just pulled a video of that incident. So. We're at. We're reporting from there. Then we see migrants coming, and then we see the National Guard move back, and Texas DPS approach the migrants. Right so, before we went live. Right before we right went live too, we man. Live. <laughs> right, right, right. So as you can see in this video, the migrants are not pushed back against the border. They're bringing them into the country as they always had. You can see the National Guard is there. They're not doing anything. They're going on the white vans. We all know. And what happens is once they leave, they're handed over to CBP. And so what we discovered really was that it was a show and that was extremely surprising. Another thing that happened is that because we were able to hang out in Shelby, Shelby Park for hours, we've made a lot of friends with yep. Texas DPS mm -hmm. and we made mm -hmm. friends with the soldiers there, with the mm -hmm. National Guard. And so suddenly we have a ton of sources coming out of Shelby Park that are telling us exactly what's happening. I mean, people want to follow the orders of the go the governor but it's just not it's not happening because there's no legal basis actually for dps to do any deportations and so what happened was very it's crazy dude um so essentially we go in there we catch this we talk about it national news yep. mm -hmm. uh but when what by the time we went on the news we didn't know what had happened because our friends there hadn't given us a full scoop we thought that they were going to be arrested. And so when I went on national news with Real America's Voice, it was like, I know that they just, that Texas DPS took them. We don't know where they're going. Hopefully they deport them. Um, but then we came come to find out that CBP was just outside of the perimeter of the camp waiting for all the illegals to just distribute them uh, yeah. like they've always been doing, which was a little bit shocking because the narrative was different. Um, and a series of things happened since then uh, like I said, we have sources at Shelby Park now, mm -hmm. and so we know what happened, right? We, it was confusion. We had a situation where after our report and where we exposed what they were doing, new orders came from the state governor or the state government saying, hey, now Texas DPS is not allowed to interact with the migrants at all. And so that was weird because CBP was also con <clears throat> continued to be banned. They yep. weren't allowed in. And so it was very interesting. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen? They can't ha they order them. They can't hand them to CBP anymore for a few days. And so what happened was new orders came in. Hey, you guys are not supposed to be handing them to CBP. We told you guys. So the intention was originally was don't hand them over. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a collusion to, to make this happen. It was a very poorly executed plan is what we ended up finding out. Because when the original orders came in, it just said, don't allow CBP. But there was no context on what to okay. do after that. Oh, okay, and okay, so okay, okay. literally Greg, uh, Greg Abbott's order only said CBP not allowed. Well, what do you do when the migrants come? They didn't say. And that's why they handed the migrants over. So what happens next? They overreact on our report and they swing the other way completely. When we went there... They were so friendly to the press. In fact, we got yeah. in there with no issues. Yeah, it was quick, man. <laughs> bro. We had no issues getting in. We got better footage than Fox News, bro, that were out there. Yeah, for real. Way better. We got better access. Like, it was, it was cool, man. It, and it was we, awesome. And we have friends on the inside yep. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so so then, then our friends started giving us information about what was going on because what what I, to, I said that the thing swung the other way. And so what happened after was that the so Texas DPS then was no longer allowed to touch the migrants and the National Guard actually has no authority to do anything so they can pretend to push you back but then like if you are in they have to let they have you to in. and that's, that's, that's literally what back. it felt like we that's literally, literally what saw, it saw that, that yeah yeah it's like what are you going to do shoot them down i mean you think at least a warning shot to stay back at least to mean like you mean some business but um 
It was it all it was was just another barrier, another it was like another laundering scheme, like just add the National Guard there just to move them to the Rangers and then from the Rangers get them out of here to take them to, just a long longer process. That's all it was. Yeah, man. and and as part as this like swing back hard on the policy, they also they also started to restrict restrict free speech at Shelby Park because after our reporting, we they instituted new policies, right? It was like, ooh, only approved media sources. And not only that, you have to have a military escort at all times, and it has to be a public affairs officer. And so there's two people at that camp or at Shelby Park that are public affairs officers. And so that being wow. said, it dramatically restricts who can come in because you have to be accompanied by one of these two people that means that there's capacity now. There's like capacity issues. You can yep, only have yep. one person going at a time, and you're no longer That's allowed insane. to. Do, you, you're no longer allowed to do commentary. You wow. can just witness, and so. so that's that's a that's like a massive swing back from the state of Texas on access to this camp, and and then the next thing that broke, just to give you the full story, is that so I tweeted about this. I was I was like, hey. Apparently, National Guard can't do anything. Texas DPS has been ordered not to arrest or interact with these migrants at all. I was, uh, through multiple sources, we were told that the only way that Texas DPS could actually touch these migrants was if it was a medical 911 emergency. They were dying of hypothermia because of the water or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and that's the state for a few days. And so what we also learned was that the operation at Shelby Park has turned into a long-term operation. So they are now building a command center uh, at the Shelby Park, a, a National Guard <laughs> command center at... at, at uh, All they said was, leave for a little bit. We need to build this up to make it suitable for y'all, and then we'll let y'all back in here when we're done. Wow. So... So I, I have yeah. a couple questions. Go for it. Sure, Is please. this land owned by the state or by the federal government? It's state property. Yep. That's why the CB. Okay. That's why they can ban them. All I gotta so say is, why, yeah, mm -hmm. go for it, go for it, Frank. If if I may, mm -hmm. why are our rights being completely trampled under the Constitution of the United States when we are exercising our freedom of speech? Right. Like, how is that even possible at state property when that is well, like the definition? Frankie, of that is when you expose. The lies, they retaliate. And so we exposed that Greg Abbott and his cronies were not really actually doing what they were saying. Or they gave the order, but they didn't provide any guidance. And so what do you think the poor people at the National Guard are going to do? Well, they're going to fall back on their training. They've been trained this entire time, right. the entire for years. You're to do this with CBP. This is, yeah, this is getting very dangerous. Um, it's getting very dangerous because it's almost like... Back then, reporting would take a couple days before you would expose them. So they would buy themselves a lot of time so they can clean up their mess. And right now, as we're doing this citizen journalism where we're catching them right on the spot, moment by moment, and it's crazy how how crazy they reacted, how now they're not even letting nobody in. It's got to be, and it's probably because of us, honestly. Um, oh, no doubt. It's confirmed yeah. because of us. And, I, our source has yep. specifically told me it was your report that triggered this. So the only thing I can say for the government of Texas, we're coming after you guys. We will expose you. So please buy yourself some more time because you will get exposed. And we might have to go live on y'all just expose them in real time. But it gets dangerous because if they're willing, if the government is willing to go this far and even black pill our men and women in uniform, because that's actually it, it's really sad. It's black pilling, black pilling to them to be like. I really love this country, you know, and it's like, it's all it's all a facade. It's not even real, and it, that sucks, man. That sucks. It's gonna get to the point where they're gonna buy so much time that it, it might it, it could get violent, guys. Gosh. So so then they so that there's this situation where it's like okay, and I tweeted about this too. If y'all are not following me on Twitter, you guys need to start following me because this was crazy. So then. Because there's the situation where it's like no one can touch these migrants now, but they can come into the park. We were expecting to see a wave of migrants and an illegal alien camp at Shelby Park yeah. that would grow and grow and grow until whatever court decides who's right here uh, sort of essentially makes a decision. And then whatever was going to happen would happen then. But again, we're so on the money with our reporting. We're like, hey. Illegal camp going to be built at Shelby Park, blah, blah, blah. This is what, because of all the situation and the analysis that we did, 
hey, no one can touch them. That means they're going to stay at the park. We saw them coming to the park. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it was so obvious what was going to happen. Then a few days later, confirmed that it's now a long-term operation where they're building a new command center from the National Guard at Shelby Park. And so then after we tweeted that, it the policy changed again. They don't want a massive migrant camp at Shelby Park. And so the current state is that they're just handing the migrants over to CBP. That's the current state. That is insane, man. That's so crazy. And they're going to take over a park. And a, a park that actually looks like people actually use, like it's open, it's actually taken care of. It's like, wow. And it's it's sad that they're going to use that. And I don't, Eagle Pass is not a big town, dude. I mean, it's a town. It's, it's very small. So the fact that they're, they're just taking up, they're landing, taking land, and they're just using it for their own for all the for for the illegal immigrants to come over here, man, it's, it's just crazy, man. I, I just find it very blackpilling. Politics is crazy, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, they do a lot of talking and they no work almost. Like like both to, uh, 90 percent of it is a shilling, and then ten percent is like, okay, this is what we actually did, and they just they barely do anything. <laughs> like it's crazy. So let, man. let me get this straight, right? So government Governor Abbott basically said to everybody that is watching on the national stage, <clears throat> I have big cojones right here. This is what I'm going to do because I'm the governor of Texas. But then in the backdrop, he's basically well, that only to the Frankie, but, but to add context to that, he's all like, I'm securing the border. They're not going to be allowed. Right. But when we were there, so it we were like, oh, I guess they're securing the border. Great. They were securing a park. That's it. One with park. C with CBP right outside the park, yep. it was all a show. So basically, he was making the show for his national run on 2028. Because right. that's basically Backfired. what he's doing. Yep. With the same thing that he's doing right now, that he's patching up the sides of the border that haven't been patched or they're pretty much where nobody's going to go through because, you know, freaking uh, coyotes are going to actually, like, bite you. Like, you know, like, freaking desert wolves are going to eat you alive. And that that's where he's patching shit up. Okay, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm I'm not living in the currently in the state of Texas, but Governor Abbott, you got to get your crap together, my friend. Yeah, you're not I mean, gonna win at the actual national state. I think As the a, record speaks for itself already. He's behind every time correct. he reacts, and then when he does shit, it's like he does nothing. It's like, dude, grow, Abbott, do right. something already. We're we're tired of this. Ridiculous. Honestly, we're gonna expose you to the point where we're probably gonna have people rally around us and probably vote you out or do something because this is ridiculous that you want to act tough and then do nothing. You, all this rhetoric, you get on Fox News, you do all this talking in other places, and then you do right. nothing here, man. It's insane, man. Well, worse, worse. You lied, to the American lie, people. lie. You lied to the American people. He knew he didn't have the authority. He knew that it was just a park. He made this entire show. He deployed the National Guard. He made a big splash, right? It was all a photo op. He didn't count on the fact that you We'd and I <laughs> were going to be right at Shelby Park recording them. And, and you know that yep. is why citizen journalism matters so much. Mm -hmm. Especially here in Texas, I think San Antonio, anything southern below San Antonio, um, I think we, we're, we're, I think Dallas, Austin, you know, they kind of have their set. And then now San Antonio is becoming, we're, we're, we're exposing. Because even then when we go out to the immigrant places and you do have like Fox News or CBS, Kent's Five, and they come out to talk to us. They they are comfortable with relaying their message and doing their narrative because they don't get pushback. They don't find people like us to go and be like, hey, dude, what the hell? They're just like, oh, they get dumb frozen. Like, dude, I can't believe finally somebody's kicking us in our asses. So I got I got I got some uh, pushback on my tweets that day of, hey, you said the border was secure, and then whatever it was, because we yep. literally, sorry guys, we literally got a source shortly after we had already gone live on national news. But that's why I retweeted it. And what's really interesting about that tweet is that, like, technically, both things were true. For a moment, the order mm -hmm. was real. For But it was fog of war. Then it was clear that there was no authority to actually do this. And so then, like, all the things we said were true in that moment. It's just we were, like, live reporting. And so that's what was so crazy. It was changing so fast because as citizen journalists, I just fucking dropped the story and because I witnessed it, you witnessed that with your own eyes. Yep, yep. And we have to keep the people updated. That's what it is. So if we, even if we, even if we, you know, we thought it was one thing and then it'll turn to be another, we will let you guys know that that is the point of this is to keep everybody informed because they themselves are buying them. The, they're buying their own time so they can cover their asses. And all we want to do is just expose the truth and make sure you guys get the message because this is really sad. We have to do more, uh, put pressure on our politicians, man, to, to really step up to the plate, man. So so Greg Abbott literally waited till 2024 
to do something about the freaking border. And what he did was lie to the American people. And I don't appreciate that. I, for a moment, I, I, I thought I liked Greg Abbott. I'm a, I've been a fan. I'm like, Straight I love up. Texas. Like, I went on national TV praising him only to find out that he, he was lying. And so, you know what? Like, I don't appreciate that. And uh, he shouldn't be doing that. Shame on him for doing a, po a dog and pony show. And the border is not secure. We need to take action now. It's about winning the next election. And, and that's what we are working on. We need to get good yep. leaders in place. It yep. will not undermine and lie to the American people. How about somebody with not so many donors? Because it looks like it's weird, Abbott. Like, right. it's not so hard to really do your job and win over. Because you wouldn't be having this problem if you actually did your job. If you did your job, you wouldn't be worrying about your next election. If you did your job, you would have been elected next. If you just did your damn job again. God damn. Not that hard, buddy. That's right. So... Uh, Frankie, what do you what do you think of of the story? I, I think at this point I've walked you through everything with the last little bit saying we remain, we have eyes at Shelby Park. So if you continue lying to the American people, we will expose you. We will come after you, and we will show the American people that you are lying to them so they can vote against you. Yep, Frankie. And honestly, I think that there's a lot of things happening within our national theater because this is a theater right now yeah um that a lot of of the actual actors within this particular theater are pulling in their individual sense and their individual way and they're pulling for the things that are wrong they're not pulling in for the people we the people are the ones that are in charge it's not you guys that get all the money it's not necessarily a notion that we all need to be thinking here and that it's okay that this is a you know the modus operandi for that matter it is not this is not the way that it's supposed to happen when a governor says something within his actual geographical restrictions that should be the law it's not that he gets his little hand smacked and said by somebody probably in the rnc telling him hey man you got to move this posture because you're going to go you know going to get run down and that is probably why um in illinois which is the next i believe they're doing something that is uh, it's taking a lot of people by surprise. And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that would happen to Governor Abbott because right now, the way that it's looking, he deserves it. Because yeah, it's, it's to sad, Texans, man. Every single Texan out there, he's lying to them. And he's lying to the nation as well. So if his actual view is that he wants to get elected in 2028, not in this way, you're not going to get it. I don't know who's running uh, to put, gover to put governor, governor Abbott out. But whoever you are, man, hopefully one day we meet you. We see where you're at. Come on this podcast. We can throw them out. We'll be right behind you. But you got to have the right, the, say the right things and do the right things, man. None of this BS that we're handling right now. No donors. There you have it once again. This is actually the full clip of what I just showed earlier. Mm -hmm. You can see it right there. You can hear my voice. Well, at least while we've been here. First encounter of illegals here. There oh, that's good, Danny. But... Oh, that's me. Oops. So we can see the National Guard pushes that they they suggest that they return back to the border. Yeah. They're like, hey, you need to go back. I could have said that shit. But then they just chill there and then they're like, let's test it. And they just come in and that's all they needed to do. So I was so pleased. What I, I was like, wow, like they're actually even the, doing this. Even the immigrant himself. The Mexican National Guard is over there as well. Meanwhile, on the other side, we've got uh, you, you recorded a, a Mexican soldier. Yeah, that video, that, right? that's why I say I feel like. Before Governor Abbott did all this, I think maybe he said, hey, we kind of have to do a little preparation. Maybe not fully. We'll just see how it goes, and then we'll take it from there, man. That's wild that you would put an executive order wild. of that level essentially blocking the federal government. I mean, kudos, but I wish it was real, you know? So mm -hmm. everything essentially at Shelby Park is back to normal other than CBP is still not allowed at the park. Nope, actually, not current. Yet. No, no, no. Current sources say that they're back at Shelby Park. They, they were allowed in. So anyway, so that's the current story at Shelby Park. And um, Frankie, unless you have any further analysis, we'll jump into the next story. Let's go to Illinois. Let's jump into the next one, boys. All right. So from the post-millennial, Illinois voters move to strike Biden from the 2024 ballot, say he is ineligible. Why Texas hasn't done that? I don't understand. Good for the voters in Illinois, I guess. So let's read the story. A number of objections have been filed by voters in Illinois against Joe Biden in an attempt to keep him off the state ballot. 
The move to prove that the president is ineligible to run in the 2024 election comes amid a wave of attempts to remove his predecessor, Donald Trump, from ballots in states across the country. Democrats are so good at lawfare and at making all these moves, and and, and Republicans are so freaking passive that they get just rolled over every single time. So congratulations, these people in Illinois. Uh, according to the State Journal Register, three objections were filed with the Illinois State Board of Elections prior to the January 12th deadline, including one by Shane Bouvet, Timothy Conrad, Terry Newsom, and former U.S. Senate candidate Peggy Hubbard. They argued that Biden had il- allegedly given aid or comfort to wow. the enemies while he was a senator, vice president, and president, wow. and thus ineligible to run for the nation's highest office. Yay. That's true. Everything about that mm-hmm. is true. That's good. And Greg Abbott is a coward yep. for not doing that here in the state of yep. Texas. Yep. It's crazy for, for everybody who, you know, notice they said Illinois and not Chicago. Uh, Chicago is not all of Illinois. Uh, being a Chicagolandian myself, uh, after once you get out to Plainfield on I-55 or Joliet, there's pretty much nothing after there. It's pretty much red. So only Chicago was blue. After that, it's nothing but redness over there. Even Peoria, Springfield, I think it's all red. So it make, makes a little sense. Makes a little sense there. But I'm glad they somebody at least did it. Illinois of all places, freak man. What do you think, Frankie? Well, this is not, in all honesty, surprising news because we can see that in the same way that different actors across the country are trying to do this to President Donald Trump. Now the script has flipped on Joe Biden. He is not fit to run office. He is clearly not fit to deal with the actual issues that are happening, not only in our borders, but across the globe, and in the actual visibility that the United States should have as one of the superpowers in this in this world, period. He is incompetent. He has definitely destroyed our economy. He has definitely destroyed our capabilities to secure yep. our borders, and he is just packing the votes in for every Democrat out there. That is all he's trying to do. That, and he is also, that and the deep state is probably going to make him out to be the fall guy. He's probably going to be the fall guy. Right now, they're setting him up, I believe. Hey, maybe it was, maybe these people who who wanted to get his name off the ballot, maybe it's something that the deep state had already planned. Hey, let's see what's going on. Let's start to see. Let's go ahead and start removing Biden from the ballot because the writing is on the wall already. You can already see it. Um, that a lot of support for Donald Trump, man. I mean, he's got my support, so that's for damn sure. I'll tell you that that's shit. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this next story is from Frankie. This is on your podcast, Frankie. Shout out to the Undesirables podcast. Sir. Everybody should go listen to that. Yeah. Frankie's a Frankie's, thank you, thank you. Frankie's yep, amazing. Yep, so yep. amazing. We, he, he does a great job. Info, statistics. Man, he's got it all for you, man. He's got for people who don't learn any graphs, he's got it all for you guys, man. I'm telling you, he he's, he lays down the info, man. That's why we love having him on, man. He's always got that his his the way he observes it and analyzes the data, man, is, is awesome. It's a good perspective, yeah, man. Frankie, thank you for coming on our podcast oh, yeah. and, and bringing all this analysis. You're doing this for free and for your country and to help patriots Absolutely. that are in a different state here in Texas. And and got you know Frankie like we really do appreciate that so shout out to Frankie Thank let's you. jump into your story like, so I'll let you take this one do I play the video or do you want to read the text or tell me more about this you can you can play the video and you guys can comment about it and then I'll I'll tie it all together mm-hmm. if that's okay with you guys sure yeah. all right so this is a fifty three second video here it is this is the one that I wanted to talk to you about so as we can tell here here is an actual agreement between Russia signing a major arms deal with Iran for Iranian weapons. According to the IRA, Novosti, the Russian Defense Ministry, has signed a major contract with Iran for the purchase of large quantity of Iranian weapons. A few months ago, the RGC presented various types of weapons to the Russian Defense Ministry, Shoigu. This is a very interesting notion, because at the end of the day, it's looking like we're possibly going to see a very broad conflict yep. coming soon. I don't know how soon it might be, but the pieces are falling into place. I th- and peep- I say mm-hmm. that with a very mm-hmm. heavy heart yep. because I don't like the fact of being in a war. This is that, it was funny because that's still guys. the video playing. That wasn't like live Frankie talking to us. Right. It sounds like, it's, I mean, it sounds exactly it's like him. 
about the straight start commenting, doggies. All right, so uh, we are ready. Uh, what's your reaction, uh, Danny? Then I'll talk about it, and then we'll just give, get the analysis. Uh, people, people it, it's crazy how, you know, just like how we got lied to, how the mainstream media lies to us and says that Russia is not capable of winning this war. But think about it. Uh, in the mainstream media, they tell us that, you know, uh, Russia's lost the war. They got they got eviscerated. They losing. Man, look at this. They have they got more money. They're making Iran rich. Like, dude, this is not nobody's going broke here, bro. Everybody's just getting richer. They're getting more money. They're getting more powerful as they're doing this. And like and like how Frankie said, their plans are getting in motion. They're setting whichever way it goes. It's going to hit the fan. Everybody is sent. If something happens at whatever front, China's gonna do something. If 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 we go to China, uh, you uh, Russia will take will invade Poland and all the NATO. Like man, we they are setting themselves up, man, and we're about to. We'll, we're gonna see what's up here in a couple months. Damn, dude, that's so. Frankie, for those or for those people that don't know, what just happened with Iran? Like that that was like alarming, but wasn't there just an Iranian attack on Pakistan or something? What is going on it's with multiple that? too? So then this, we're going to give you uh, a very quick Iranian education, right? Mm -hmm. So since the death of Hassan Soleimani, mm -hmm. he was basically the number three in the Iranian political spectrum. He was the actual general that was leading the IRGC, which is the Iranian Revolution, Revolutionary Guard. He was the number one guy for the army, for the Iranian army. And as we all know, Iran is a theocracy. So the top leader will be the top imam, which is uh, Khamenei. Then after that is the prime minister. Then after the prime minister, the third in command would be the actual army general. That's the guy that got killed in Iraq. So in his actual, um, we're going to say in the celebration of his actual death, you know, in the morning of that particular mm -hmm. um, secular event that happened in Iran, Iran got actually bombed, and ISIS took attribution for the actual bombing. After that, that's what we see that ensued in this past week. This past week, they actually went and attacked an actual group within Pakistan that has not been identified as an actual um, terrorist group, but they do believe that it is an actual terrorist group, so they went, dropped a couple of ballistic missiles on their actual compounds. On top of that, they targeted the Kurdish region in Iraq. And for those of you that don't know about Iraq, Iraq is a very very divided country because you have a very polarized Sunni and Shia mm -hmm. regime going on. Yep. When Saddam Hussein was in power, the Sunnis were in power. Saddam Hussein got taken out. Al-Maliki actually came in as a prime minister right after it will be the second prime minister after the toppling of, of the Saddam Hussein regime. Shia, completely Shia. And there's a lot of Shia, um, we're going to say holy sites within the Iraq um Geographical compound. Yeah. Then on top of that, they wanted to get some payback from their attack in their actual land. It's the first time that they've been attacked like that. So they went and bombed the heck out of some people in Syria. The tie all together is that they are showing their possible new vendor or actual purchaser of their weapons, the capabilities for the short range of their actual weapons, ballistic missiles with about a thousand kilometers of range. A little bit further more if they go to the i believe is the shoshin um actual technology which is, mm -hmm. comes from china yep. and everything else like that but they're showing their their actual buyer what they're what they're getting and that that's where where we need to be a little bit more uh cautious with this because when they actually went and hit that particular site in pakistan now they're going to another sovereign nation mm -hmm. they're going and, and basically violating the sovereignty and the sovereignty of every state, for those of you who don't know, it has actually been implemented since 1663 after the war between the Lutherans or Protestants mm -hmm. and the Catholic Church. Talking about the actual state can actually have whatever religion they want and they're not going to intervene because it goes against their sovereignty. So now Iran is attacking the sovereignty of another state nation in the best way possible because they're saying, no, we're only attacking these particular people. But yet again, it violated a lot of agreements that have been in place for so many years, 500 years now, almost. That is the first piece of that. But in my opinion, Iran has taken a playbook from our actual um, backing of Ukraine. Because in the same way that the United States actually funded through the CIA and everybody else, 
somebody that we all know very well, Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan, and the mm -hmm. way that that particular side of the Cold War got fought. Yep. Now they're funding the Houthis, Hamas, Hezbollah, and everybody else and their mother, even the, the Assad regime in Syria. Even the Muslim Brotherhood, they at some point that actually gave them a backing, but since they went down from political power, not anymore. Now they're taking the same playbook. They're not attacking a state nation until they actually attack Pakistan. But if they have their proxy attack it, it wasn't Iran who attacked yep. them. So they this, can this, give them all the money that they so want. So Frankie, a lot of people don't actually know that this is happening. So yes. this is this is from New York Prepper. Sir. Let's take a look at mm -hmm. the recent. So if you follow New York Prepper. So NY Prepper, NY Prepper, yeah. NY Prepper is you. Danny pointed out that this dude NY Prepper is like always looking at what's going on with military issues around the world. So I subscribe to him and get the notifications yeah, turn them on. Yeah. And so like instantly when something's going down, like we know that. And he, so it's crazy because he he basically bases it. He has a flight tracker, and he's like he'll okay. literally be like. Something is going on. Like it's so weird that the, all the planes are coming this way. Yeah. Something's going on, guys. And <laughs> so, so, so two hours ago, two hours ago, this is what uh, New York. What's going on, guys? It's Greg here, aka NY Prepper. Yeah, boy. It's Tuesday, January sixteenth, twenty twenty-four, and I have some breaking news to share with you guys. Right now, it is six twenty-six p.m. Eastern time here in the United States. And we have some more major breaking news coming in from the Middle East and from Eastern Europe. So last night I reported that Iran launched missiles at the U.S. consulate in Iraq. And Damn. what's interesting is that the U.S. is now denying that that happened. U.S. officials are officially denying reports by Iraqi security officials stating that no American facilities were damaged hmm. by the Iranian ballistic missile attack on true. the city of Erbil in northern Iraq. Correct. They said that they tracked the missiles which impacted northern Iraq and northern Syria and that no U.S. personnel or facilities were targeted. Hmm. Guys, I think that's a total lie and well, cover up okay iraqi security officials did confirm 100 percent that these missiles hit the u.s consulate hmm. now there's been all different i feel like a citizen journalist would take a picture of the consulate well, and know check check this out if you actually so when i use uh so if you go on snapchat and go to the heat go to the heated areas literally if you go there it's crazy i was looking at that yesterday at like herbal and i was looking i know where the consulate was at and i was looking at the areas actually right at the consulate there's a bunch of bars there a lot of fucking bars there because i was I, when i was doing the heated stuff everybody was partying bro and it was like i looked at the i was like bro so i don't i don't know if anything happened because everybody looked like like they were literally having a concert there like there was somebody there doing karaoke like the clubs were open it was crazy i, I didn't think iraq was gonna be like that it's like a whole nother nightlife but he, he yeah, might. That's more in the in the northern region. It's a little bit more um, less secular. They so, they want yeah. to missiles missiles were launched and they hit somewhere in Iraq, yeah. but not the U.S. consulate. Not the consulate. That's I just I right. didn't see any evidence. I didn't see exactly the consulate, but the surrounding areas. And I've googled it. Like I searched around there. I'm like, people wouldn't be here. It wouldn't look like this if the consulate was fucked up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it was already nighttime With already. The... What the Iranians are actually saying is that they hid the actual spy HQs for Mossad mm. within the actual Kurdish region, which okay. is a complete and total lie because they bombed the heck out of somebody that owned a business called Empire World, and mm -hmm. they killed him, and they killed six civilians, including one of his children or two. So that's basically what it came to. And okay. again, they have to play it to the tune of, we are against the whole Israel war against Palestine and the Hamas, you know, terrorist wing, blah, blah, blah. It's just more fuss for them to actually attribute their attacks so in a way that Frankie, would be I, want, I wanted to ask properly you because in the Arab world. He's asking, so he's making several claims in this video, mm -hmm. and there's some truth to them at least. Some missiles were launched and they hid in the area. So Correct. this is what the other claims he's making. So... Iran launches missiles into Pakistan and that Israel is rehearsing an assault on Lebanon. And so are, is Israel about to go to war in Lebanon? Did, is, is Pakistan going to, if that's true, is Pakistan going to then respond with strikes on Iran? Ah! 
And so, again, this whole idea of like a, a world war situation so. is, is kind of concerning. So, yeah. Frankie, what's going on? I honestly don't think so. Um, Pakistan, the only thing that they actually, the prime minister in Iran or of Iran and the Pakistani prime minister, they're both at the World Economic Forum happening in ah, Davos right now. True. And they both had a pretty nice chat together for what the Iranians reported. Remember, um, a page that I actually follow, which is the Iranian Observer on X, Ooh, they have that. a lot of pretty good information that comes with the perspective of the Arabic world. Mm. So that's the first thing that, that I do that I look at. The other thing mm -hmm. that I look at is Al Jazeera. Yep, Al Jazeera yep. is the source for everything Middle Eastern. Yep. And they have a very anti-American judgment to the reporting. So you're always going to get the cited argument, but not from the Iranian argument. You're going to get it from the side of the Saudi Arabia yep. news like anchor ship mm -hmm. and the news reporting, which, as we know, Filter. up to a couple of years ago, the Saudis were a little bit more inclined to, you know, doing business with us and, being friendly to us because not we have only sold not only that Frankie weaponry. I, I don't know if you saw as I was going through Twitter earlier I saw this Iranian source said that the Iranian and Pakistani navies are doing military exercise together. They actually paused it because of oh. this particular bombing. Yeah, right. They, that that just came out about an hour ago, and they actually paused it. They we don't know exactly where now what's going to transpire in the next couple of days. We're going to get a better picture. But if the if we can see that the Iranian ships are going back to like their ports of origin, then you can tell that the actual exercise has been over and the tensions are a little bit higher than what they should be. The The thing right now is that the Arab world needs to unite. And this is taking the hat off of the American yep. perspective. And we're going to look at more of a globalist perspective. If you want the actual Arab world and the Arab nations to come together in a way that is going to be beneficial for them all, they all got to stop this bullshit. Yep. Let's cut it really <clears throat> quick and dry. Their enemy needs to be First and foremost, the American shipping routes that are going through their their actual water boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they need to target the whole Israel war that is happening right now. That is, that is what needs to happen. Yep. Their biggest ally that they're not looking at is Turkey, because Turkey is an actual member of NATO. Yep. And if you want to have an actual Arab, like, con like condensed Arab movement happening in unison, you need to include Turkey. Yep. That's why when the whole Israeli... Uh, October 7th, an attack happened. Within my closest circle, I told him, I need to hear Erdogan say something between in the next three days. If he doesn't say anything in the next three days, then he is against anything happening to Israel. On day number three, he came out and he actually repudiated the attacks from the Israelis against the actual Palestinians. So that is when you can see the notion of us potentially being in a, in a conflict that we're going to be in conflict with Israel because we have to be bound by the actual NATO dictates and mm -hmm. mandates because it's article, I believe it's article 14, that one NATO country goes into war, all NATO countries go into war. And that's where we're at right now. Yep. So we have a very polarized, not a, a, a bipolar world right now, not two nations pulling back and forth. Multi we have a multipolar yeah. situation yeah. right now, which yeah. is exactly what happened in the beginning of World War One, exactly what happened in the beginning of World War Two, And the pieces are falling together in a way that if you look at it from a globalist perspective, the globe is getting ready to go to war yep. in some shape, way, or form. Yep. So let's say this. Uh, Alex Jones has made a lot of predictions over time, and he's been wrong a whole bunch, but he's also been right a whole bunch mm -hmm. in ways yes, that are dark and deeply disturbing yep. that, you know, 10 years ago were like conspiracy theory, like, like yeah. never would happen. Then the entire deep state just removes him from social media completely and silences him. Yep. Then Elon Musk buys Twitter and he's back on Twitter. And so we're getting Alex Jones again outside of band.video. Yep. And so uh, I wanted to play this because it ties right into the previous story. We've got whatever the narrative is, what it, it almost doesn't matter. We have war breaking out in the Middle East in other countries. Yep. Right? We have potential war in South America with Venezuela and Guyana, yeah. which I haven't even checked in on. They're probably at war already, and they're fucking lying to us. They're just killing, wasting, right, they're like, just right. hanging on some and, time. And, 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 and so here's Alex Jones breaking. German government says, prepare for war with Russia. Meanwhile, British Ministry of Defense says that the face, uh, the face, that they face an inflection point in a dangerous world as China's dictator, Xi, uh, purges his top military leaders in order to prepare for war. So here's Alex Jones. If you go to the real Alex Jones channel on X, 
There's a whole bunch of detailed videos with all the clips, all the articles that document this. But the German government, Bill, their biggest newspaper just reported, is saying they believe war with Russia will happen as early as next month. Nuclear war. Then the head of the British Ministry of Defense came out today and said they believe war is imminent. Last week it was the head of the Swedish military saying this with no evidence of that. And now Xi Jinping is purging his military, and they're openly saying they're getting ready to go to war with us. So we're all trying to go to war with the Russians, while the communist Chinese are saying they're getting ready to invade Taiwan, and they're already taking islands in the Philippines and taking over oil drilling platforms uh, in Vietnam. This is a crazy moment to be alive. So I just wanted to do a basic warning to folks that the old financial system is coming to an end. They're launching their central bank digital currencies and their social credit score ESGs. And this is a crazy time to be alive. We do not want nuclear war with Russia. We do not want race war here in America. The media is, the corporate media is everywhere saying Trump is going to be a dictator. He's going to steal the election. They've got to pass laws, take the yeah. military away from the president. That's called a coup. Yeah. These are insane times. But the good news is people are waking up. That's why. That's exactly that's right. That's true, man. We were not doing this before, right? Like that's we were why, all that's in our regular yeah. jobs. We yeah. had our own businesses. And somehow now I was at Shelby Park witnessing, like we were at Shelby yeah. Park, literally witnessing history unfolding in yep. front of us. And so if you really think about it, when things like when when people talk about, you know, how did the Civil War start in the United States? It's very likely that they come back and say, it was the first time that Texas said no hard to the yeah, federal government. Yeah. We don't know. We really don't know. I mean, we just we saw what we saw. Um, but it's a dangerous time. And and so I wouldn't be surprised that if historians came back and said, hey, Shelby Park was when like the Dang. war started. Guys, uh, now is the time to wake up. Uh, when we went to Shelby Park, don't think it was like crazy planned out. Uh, we, we just went ahead and just went. We're a two hour drive. Went ahead and did it, and uh, you could do the same thing too. And like all the people that have been going out and exposing even the camps, uh, people that have been on the comments, man, shout out to you guys too, doing your your part as well. And uh, hopefully, as we continue growing, we can uh, wake more people up to do the same as well and be part of this community, especially here in your city. Ain't nothing more better than than knowing what's going on in your community and taking a little bit of control and showing the government, hey, we are here, we are alert, we are awake. You need to you need to you need to do your jobs, man. Because if not, we'll vote you out, or I don't know, maybe get a whole new government in. Who knows? Part of our part of our new strategy here in our, our local area, here in Texas, at least where we are, and I, and Frankie, you, I don't know if you're doing similar things in Florida, but we are now um, we have some after we started going viral. Now, when we drop a post on X, we're getting tens of thousands of views, and so maybe it's not millions of views, but guys, that's like way more than we were getting like yep. three weeks ago yeah yep. and so uh and frankie and and you were here from the from day one heck yeah, so heck guys yeah. thank you for that um, it it's 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 a dangerous moment in time and it's extremely important that we take action in our cities we're reaching out to politicians that we yep. think are based that we think are patriots that that, that that love the constitution and that they understand what's really happening here and that they're not lying to the people. Mm -hmm. What's hard about that is that you can't trust politicians, okay? You just can't. They lie. And so finding with 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 uh with a bigger audience like what we're getting now, yep. we have a real responsibility to tell the truth and we can't support somebody that ultimately is going to yep. lie to us. And so we need to vet these people, which means we need them here in the studio. If you're a politician in San Antonio or in Texas and you'd like to get a lot big distribution on your videos, I see some of these politicians that got like 200 followers yep. and nobody sees their what shit. Better, what better way for you guys right. to get in touch with the people and connect with actual San Antonians or anybody in Texas than to actually do a podcast here so people can see what you're about? Because normally when people go and vote, especially this election cycle, we're just, they're going to vote just for the presidency. They're, they're, and they're just go down ballot. They're not going to look at who you are or whatever. And you kind of guys know that. And that's almost, um, it's almost disingenuous. So it'd be best if you guys come on. Hopefully people can see what you guys are about and 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 get you guys in man if y'all notice um if y'all notice on my my latest tweets for those of you that are following me on twitter you should follow me on twitter uh at joseph trimmer underscore the what we are pushing this and so for example for any politician out there that wants to kind of see the proof 
I posted, Sheriff Salazar is responsible for the trafficking of migrant children through the city of San Antonio. He also allows the San Antonio Police Department to be under the direction of Catholic Charities at the illegal migrant camp. He should be forced to resign along with Ron Nuremberg, our mayor. Sheriff Salazar is now asking you to vote for him. He doesn't care about America. Please say no thank you to these woke weirdo betas. While the rest of Texas protects the border, these weak men want open borders for everyone. Mm -hmm. So just for some perspective and so people can see um, how can oh, sorry about that. I want to just show a little bit of proof of what I'm talking about. I tweeted this yesterday. It has 32,000 views. So if you're a politician here in Texas and you're like working the Twitter, but you're not getting any traction, turns out that we can now help you if you're the right candidate. So shoot me a DM if you're watching this in the audience and you know of a politician in Texas that needs support to win and that they are if they're real people that are not liars, we want to meet them, we want to help them, and we want to we essentially turn San Antonio into a deep red city. Oh, let's do it, guys. Heck yeah. All Heck right, Frankie, yeah, what you think? Well, within what we were talking about before um, with the Alex Jones piece, what I think that he's uh, actually talking, and, and I'll tie it again mm -hmm. with the with the actual comments on, on the border and it's specifically on Sheriff Salazar and everything else. So what I think that they, that these particular countries are doing is what is called a white top exercise or white paper exercise. Basically they look at what their capabilities are militaristically and they make an assessment. So this is the way that they have to move in order for them to retaliate against an attack more than on a defensive posture and then what their capabilities can be on the offensive posture. So that is the first, first piece of that. I would say that Great Britain is always doing that. Germany is always doing that. Everybody else in the mother and Europe is doing that. The problem is that we have two proxy wars happening right now. The one in Israel that we're, you know, inadvertently funding it in, mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Same thing with the Ukrainian war, which... Solinsky actually went today and he talked in the WEF and I have a piece on that in my, on my ex. It's particularly on that video that I just posted in the one that is pinned. That is like the first article that I talk about. Under the same notion, the leaders that we have across the world are looking at the particular conflict in a way that if it happens, who do we have in America that can back us up? And in the way that if we look at America right now, we can look at Sherry Salazar, we can look at actual Mayor Nuremberg, and we have some very, very weak leaders. That's why we need a better leader as the face of America, because if we don't have that, we don't have any deterrence. That is the one factor that I think that Donald J. Trump brought to the table that a lot of people are not bringing in. And when Abbott got into office, he had the same because he came in with a very big bark. We are not seeing that from Joe Biden. So what are, what are the countries you got to do across the world? Forget about America. Even if they do have some treaties and they have a lot of things that are working in their favor within our populace and within our actual militaristic might. Because the other thing is that we got to see that China per just perched everybody in their top brass. They took them out. Anybody that potentially had any kind of experience militaristic, they took them out. The Chinese actual military has no experience in an actual conflict at, at sea or in the actual foot, you know, conflict, ground conflict. We have 20 years. But in the next four years, those people that have 20 years of experience are going to start retiring. So now you got to start looking at it. What kind of experience do we have in our shores now from people that have been abroad fighting in either an actual urban setting, desert, or anything of the sort? We will not have it. We will have people that have maybe 16 years in the military or 12 years in the military that maybe have one tour or two tours in any particular theater. Now that we have the possibility of having a better leader, we need to get rid of Sheriff Salazar. We need to get rid of Mayor Nuremberg because they're the wrong leaders for America and specifically for the San Antonio population. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Go out there and vote, guys. The same thing that we say in this podcast and every single time that one thing that we're always going to push, and I know that this is something that Joseph is very, very, very in tune with and Danny as well, and so am I. That's why I'm here because we believe in the power of the people. And what is our power? Voting. Yep. That's what we can do. And yep. talking about this kind of situations. 
that's right on the money. So uh, thank you for, for your analysis. Uh, so on, on the political side, on what's going on with the presidential election, and uh, so we found out that just recently, was that today that or yesterday that yes, Vivek? Yesterday, Vivek uh, suspended his campaign, called Donald Trump, and today they went out there to New Hampshire. So, man, they working, man. They working. Two goats working with each other, so this man. So is, this is New Hampshire. We've got Donald Trump and Vivek on stage together. Yeah. There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here, and that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire yeah. and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans, bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. Damn. E so, wow. wow. Right? Like uh, Beautiful speech, man. I don't even know what to like. He's Wonderful. right, man. He's right. He's right. He's right about all that, and uh, it's it's beautiful to see that. And hopefully, uh, we can get him in uh, as a VP. I know it's a little too early, but uh, that'd be nice, man. Powerful. You could feel the energy on both, man. Yeah, that would be a good ticket. Yeah. He. Uh, so I'll say this: um, the rest of them, they they need to step down immediately yep. and unite. Even Vivek said that. Vivek th said that. This mm -hmm. is the time to do it. We don't want a, a split party. We can't have a split party if we're gonna win. And so, I mean, shout out to Vivek, man. Like, what a gentleman. Yep. And what what courage. He was this close. He, he almost messed that up, boy. He was... <laughs> but he came back, man. It's crazy. Vivek is one of those, man, you just... He's very quick-witted. He Man, he works quick, man. It's crazy, this man. This is it's why awesome. we like Vivek, yeah. because he's yeah. an honest dude, man. Yep. Like, he yep. fucked up, and then he did the right thing. Yep, like, yep. And then, but that's what you do, right? Yep, like, yep. You make a mistake. You learn from it. Makes you human. You probably yep. apologize. Yep. I hope he apologized yep. to Donald Trump, to be honest. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad he's on stage with him, because... He's right. Like Donald Trump is the only person that can actually win this election, and uh, if and if he doesn't, the country's lost. Yep. Like this is no regular election, and it, they always say the same thing: this is the last election. But man, this actually might be the last election. Yeah, it's um, going to be United States, just a name only. There's no principles. The Constitution, forget about it. They're going to ram it over. They're going to be like, this only applies to you, not to the, everybody else. Only to you. Uh, we don't go by that. Only well, you get those rules. It, 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 I don't even think it's going to be the United States in name only. I think that what happens is that over time, we import people from all over the world. And and, and especially if if these are, for example, Muslims, we know that Muslims are crossing the border, too. It's not it's not Mexicans crossing the border. No, that, it's that hasn't not. happened in no. years. Yeah. It's really like the rest of the world. We have essentially a massive population of non-Western uh, ideologies pouring through our border while our family units are being destroyed, yep. while the left is doing everything to make people abort their kids, to make the, to castrate them chemically. They're really getting rid of us. Well, they're getting rid of Americans. And, but, yep. but what happens when you have a group of people like the Muslims that have deep, uh, they have a deep faith. Yep. They're united. They have strong families with four or five key kids each. So what happens? Man, the people that are coming in, they're having four or five kids. Americans... Oh yeah, are, are having yeah. less than two. Yep. So yep. the the original American population, I guess, or the let's call it the American citizens that have been here, you know, for the last twenty years or whatever, they they will become irrelevant as they continue to abort their kids, as they continue to castrate them, while the people that are coming from other countries have much stronger family values than we do. Exactly. And and they're reproducing, man. They're spreading. And so I, I it it you know what happens. Again, back to the name only, I think at one point it's going to be like, hey, there's this constitution thing. This country is called the United States, but you know what? Like, we own this place. Yeah. Let's just run it with Sharia law. Yeah. Yep, yep. Call it Megacorp. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> it, it'll yeah. be the United uh, Islamic, Islamic States, States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so... 5D chess at its finest, man. That is crazy. And that is the globalist agenda. Yep. And so, um, am I off base, Frankie? No, you're not. I think that at one point, and we can see it right now, we're becoming the states of America. We're not united right now. Mm -hmm. 
Damn. Every state has their own agenda in yep. one shape, way, or form. And it is unfortunate because the one thing that can find us all to the one ideal is the Constitution of the United States at the federal level. That's why every state has its own constitution that has the same framework as the actual Constitution of the United States. On top of that, we have exactly what you talked about. We have all the things that are pulling away from what we are and what somebody else wants us to become. And on the notion that Vivek might be the vice president, I'm going to be honest with you. It is a very, very far shot. Damn because it. Because Vivek had, and, and I don't mean it, you know, it's not something that might not happen, but. No, no, no. Vivek should be running the president. Fed. Yeah, I think that if President Trump is as smart as he, as I know he is, and I haven't had the pleasure of shaking that man's hand, but I would love to one day. We will. He needs to have him as a cabinet member in one shape, way, or form. Yep. Because you're looking at the next face of the Republican Party. Yep. And you can yep. write that down. And that, will I, be the what, what a, so factor. Who is going to run the Fed? Because we need to deal with this issue. It's destroying our country. It literally is undermining our currency. And so who do we put at the Fed that's going to do what they did in Argentina? Close the Fed. You know, honestly, Shut down the Fed. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would go with that 100% because if you look at the actual Constitution of the United States, the actual minting of our currency has to be done by the people. And that is one of the things that we are the ones that are supposed to be upholding that. But what we have here is that in the 1920s, actually it was around 1617, if I remember correctly, the actual Fed got instituted in Jekyll Island by all the top banks of the actual time. And they all basically carved out a little piece of that printing machine. And what they do is that they print our money and then they loan it to us. And for every dollar that we print out, $10 get actually printed out. So if we get a trillion dollar loan, $10 trillion are going to be actually put into circulation. Mm. And if you don't believe that fact, go and read the book, a creature, the creature from Jekyll Island. And it's explained right there exactly when it happened, and it was a douchebag, Woodrow Wilson. The entire idea of the fractional, fractional reserve, reserve banking. banking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Um, guys, so yeah, so... That, that has to be abolished. I don't know what's going to happen with it, man, but in, at the end, Vivek has to be the face of the Republican Party, period. Yep. I mean, yep. he's going to outlive Trump by like 50 years yeah, or something. Absolutely. So we need him. Yeah. Guys, so thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Yeah. I am exhausted. I've had a weekend of no sleep for several times, <laughs> like several days now. Um, I need to go crash out. Which we will talk about in the future. We yes. Shall, uh, so, guys, there are massive stories to drop. We aren't doing it yet. We have to, we have to do our due diligence. We have to dot the I's and cross the T's uh, because, like I said earlier, it's extremely important that we tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, if, um, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to move too fast. So yep. anyway, uh, Danny, thank you for being here today. Sir. Uh, where can people find you? Closing statements. Um, uh, just everybody, man, let's wake up. Let's make this year, this election cycle successful. Let's get Donald Trump in there. Let's get our right leaders that we want elected. Let's get them in there. Let's put let's hold let's hold these people accountable. And you can find me there on X, uh, Danny Lissett underscore 93, on the gram, you can find me as a Danny Music with the K underscore 93 as well. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to my boy Frankie from Orlando, man. I'm going to uh, swing it up to you, brother. All right, Papa. Well, you know, honestly, as I always say, and I mean this from the heart, thank you always for the time that you give me in your podcast. It is always a true pleasure and a privilege for me to be here in your space. Where you can find me is at FrankieUSN1987 on X, Rumble, and YouTube. And once a week, I do an actual live which I stay about an hour and a half. And then the last half hour, we open it for everybody. Last time that I opened it up, we had somebody that uh, tuned in from Sinaloa and we talked about Damn. a couple of the things with the border. Hell yeah. yeah, I know. It was pretty awesome. You said you, you, know, do, spaces. you, said you do spaces? Cool. I Yeah, sometimes we do as well. But for right now, we're just doing it on Rumble and on YouTube just to get a little bit more face out there, you know, so people can recognize it. Yeah, but yeah you should. Thank wait, you whenever, for everything. whenever you do some spaces, you should invite us. We'll we'll jump on with you. Oh, absolutely. Heck yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we definitely got to do that in, in yeah. the coming uh, month and everything else. And then we're dropping the actual podcast, my podcast on my side, on the 28th of this month. Yeah. It's going to actually drop live on every platform that we have, Podbeam, and then it's going into Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited to, yeah. to listen to yeah. your podcast. Uh, everybody should tune in. Uh, great information, great analysis, and you're really plug plugged in. Yep. Um, 
Guys, my name is Joseph Trimmer. I'm the founder of Free Speech Studios, uh, the host of the Free Speech Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to givesendgo.com slash border security. Uh, so we, it's been about a week and a half since we asked for support, and it feels really weird to ask. But so, so far, out of our goal of $10,000, we've raised $980. This money helped pay for our story at Shelby Park. Like, we literally got the... what. What's the handle? The croquet, uh, croquet Queen. Croquet Queen? Is that what it is? Croquet Queen. Uh, shout out to you. Really lovely lady. Um, she helped them out so much. And with that, I literally, with that, without that, we literally got inspired. We're like, well, we just go. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, it was it, w- it was real quick. Thanks to her. Uh, uh, she was an angel. Sarah, it, without her, trust me, we wouldn't even have gone. We would have just, like, sat there. But we really do appreciate that. We really do. Thank, thank you, you for thank you for being here again, yeah. guys. If you want to support our reporting, please go to giftsandgoat.com slash border security. Anything that you can contribute would go a long way for us to keep reporting, to actually pay for these trips. I mean, Shelby Park was like two hours away, but we spent the money that you sent yeah, us. Yeah, we did. We did gas, a food. I mean, it, it was it was we did what we literally literally that money went there literally for that, and I'm happy for that. It was two hours away. It was a money well spent, so I'm yeah, happy about that. 100. percent And we have a lot coming, guys. We would like to kick off our lawfare campaign against the city of San Antonio and the and the police department for their illegal trafficking of of. I mean, of children, of women, all these people that are yep. being raped, that they're being uh, harassed, that 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 they're we're, they're being invited to come in and go through the most hor- horrific things that you can possibly imagine, and so that's it, guys. Go uh, give sendgo.com border secure slash border security. This is Joseph with the Free Speech Podcast. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>